Bachelor Life with Brent and Jeff. So don't waste your time trying to make anything cool or pure or awesome because the man's just going to call you a fat, washed up loser and crush your soul. Good evening, all you wonderful people out there. It is yet again the Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. I'm Brent. I'm Jeff. And we're excited you're here. And, you know, this is the continuation of the Beatitudes, our Beatitudes series, going strong with episode six of our series. Um, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And we're excited to be with you all this evening, carrying it on, carrying the torch. This is... uh Episode six. No, it's not. Wait, cinco. Ah, well, I don't know. You don't, don't know your Spanish. I don't know my. For those of you that don't habla español, <laughs> <laughs> like myself. Anyway, we're in episode six of our Beatitude series. We're ready to rock tonight. We got lots of great music for you. Fighting instinct skillet above the Golden State. Cutlass, and it goes on and on. We're excited to be in the house. And uh, jumping off, let's just jump right off with the topic because I think we're going to have lots to talk about this evening. Um, this is a very cool passage, and um, there's just so much in this when we start thinking about it. But blessed are the pure in heart, the pure in heart. Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they shall see God. Um, you know, happy are. Another way to say blessed is happy. And there's been a lots of happy R's in the Beatitudes. <laughs> Happy are the the poor in spirit. Blessed are those, or happy are those who mourn. Happy are those who who are meek. Happy are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Last week, happy are the merciful. And this week, we've gone all the way up to happy are the pure in heart. And um, right away, you know, our minds start thinking, oh, this is going to be one of those purity conversations. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Talking about the huge. Talking about purity purity rings and you know the whole thing but um no i mean there's so much more to purity than just you know waiting for marriage (laughs) um it's about a lifestyle it's about a passion to um live for christ and um you know jesus says that happy are those who are pure in heart for they they shall see god yeah i mean you can wait and not sin in the physical sense uh but you can have a filthy heart and something that we're going to really talk about, and there's so many different angles that you could take this, but ultimately we want to look at, you know, what the result for they shall see God. What is it in our lives that could be keeping us from seeing who God is and what he has for us and what his will is? Uh, and that's what we're going to be looking at, you know, purity in, in our hearts so that we can properly see God so that there's nothing clouding our vision or distracting us from really seeing God. And that's the, that's where we want to end up tonight. I'm sure we'll find lots of different meandering ways and stuff, but um, if we can better identify those things that distract us from God and maybe are are covering him from our sight, then we can then remove them and um, then we've achieved something in our our minimal two hours. Where did this tasty lick come from? The Altar Life. With Brent and Jeff. All right, that was My Heart Cries, Fighting Instinct. Two awesome songs back to back. Yeah, we got this show off uh, jumping. Crazy rock. <laughs> uh, if you didn't like rock, then you tuned into the wrong place. No. Yo. Hopefully you stick around, though. Yeah. <laughs> and let us know um, 
just what what you think of our show because you know we're always wondering what people actually think and um Good, good or bad, we're, we're up for it. Yeah, so we can take uh, it. check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. You can email us from there. Real simple. And uh, it could be any simpler, Jeff. Yeah. I don't know what these people are doing out there. Yeah. They're not emailing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's okay. We get, we get them occasionally. And they're always fun to read. You guys are awesome. Just kidding. <laughs> that was Phil Wickham with Eden, a beautiful song and a great picture of what we want to explain tonight about getting back to it used to be obviously we're not going to be in eden it's not going to be complete paradise um, but what was there in eden that we don't have now it was that open communion with god and the no shame you know they were naked they weren't ashamed and i think that we often just think about these two naive people without any clothes on but we don't think about what you know in the bible shame is always associated with nakedness it's always like an openness and exposure to scrutiny or to um you know the the microscope and you're always you know every little fault or flaw can be seen and there's shame there we never want people to know what's really going on you know i don't want people to see me in my tidy whities or whatever you know i don't want that nobody (laughs) wants that actually if we're all honest but it's that idea of like people seeing the real you not the one that you made up not the one that you dressed up and that is where it was all broken back in the garden when we had uh, the ability to see God for who he really was, but we allowed things to distract us, to cloud our vision, to to cloud and, and to cause doubt in our, even our own relationship with God, like God was holding out or, you know, there was something better to look at. And isn't it funny that one of the temptations that the enemy used with Eve was that it was pleasant to the eyes. And, you know, the lust of the eyes is one of the things that he uses, you know, and it's very appropriate because the eyes... You know, I forget. I don't know if there's a verse that says the eyes are the window of the soul, or yeah. something. If that's an actual verse, or just one of those things that became a verse because <laughs> it's been said so many times. Uh, <laughs> but um, just the eye, the eye is so important, and God sees it that way, and He wants us to to not be distracted. You know, He's so beautiful. He's created all these things for us to see and to see clearly, and not to be, you know, not just our physical eyes, but not you know our spiritual sight. He doesn't want us to be led astray. Uh, by anything and we sing all these worship songs you know open the eyes of my heart and you know i want to see you and i we we sing the that's we sing these songs and i think you know even in david you know he says taste and see that the lord is good you know there's this crying out of our souls to see god it's something that it's something that we want and um you know so jesus is telling us how to do that he's like you know blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see god blessed are your when your heart is pure, because you'll be able to see me clearly. That was Gaze Into Your Eyes by Above the Golden State. And wouldn't that be so great? And someday we'll we'll get to that place. Um, but there's an opportunity for us to experience something that maybe we haven't experienced up to this point in our life. And that's the ability to see God. And, you know, not like God's going to walk into our door with a big white robe and big white beard and be like, hey, what's up? But <laughs> the ability to see and to understand, and, and in the Bible, when we see see, you know, it's always like behold, to understand, you know, you know, Jesus rebukes people that, you know, they see, but they don't perceive. Like, they're just watching it happen, but they're not acknowledging. You know, that's like, we can get in that way where we're seeing stuff happen, but it's not clicking. And we're like, we don't understand what's happening in front of our eyes kind of a thing until later or, or never. We never grasp truly what we're seeing. Is that the definition of school? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Um, but I feel like God's just like crying out 
And and he's crying out to me just to be like, look at what's in front of you. Look what I've laid in front of you. And you're constantly being, your eyes are being, you know, tossed to and fro. And you're always looking to the left and the right because you're afraid you're going to miss out on something better. No way. And and that is sin in and of itself is that we think there's something better than what God has for us. That's That's by definition sin because we think that what God has isn't enough and we're going to be able to find something ourselves. Anyway. So down with sin. Just down with it. <laughs> Don't get down with it like, oh, yeah, this is cool, but just put it down. Yeah. So we're down. all about putting down sin tonight. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. That was a stellar cart double play. That song was called Eyes. Before that, you heard Innocent. And um, they work together well, those two songs. Innocent Eyes. Innocent, which is the pure in heart, and then Eyes, so they can see God. Ah, I didn't pick that up. I picked one song, Brent picked the other. Totally not connected. But somehow it's uniform. And the Lord it's united. Works in mysterious ways. All right. <laughs> uh, Brent's getting a little party heart. going on. Over there, a little mini party. He's like, <laughs> little streamers party hat. I have a little one of those kazoos. Oh, wee. Sorry. I like beatboxing on this mic. It sounds awesome. Sorry. Wow. Tangent. Tangent alert. Come on back. Come on, way on back. We should get that. It'd be great. That little tangent alert. It's like, tilt, (laughs) tilt, like the Looney Tunes. Oh, gosh. Uh, Jeff's eyes really did say tilt. It was pretty cool. (laughs) Um, Creative. This segment's pretty much lost. You know, I was thinking about, you know, as Jeff was talking about sin and how, you know, our heart wanders. And, um, you know, I think, you know, we've said this so many times on the altar life because it's something that we can't stop. We get so deceived in thinking that, that Satan's on our on our side, like he's a friend of ours, <laughs> that like he's got our best interest at, at heart, and he doesn't. He wants to destroy us, and he tries to use a lot of different tactics to get us off course. And I think one of the things he uses, obviously, is sin. That's his main ploy, is to get us to sin, um, because it has a, an impact on how we view our Creator, how we view Jesus. You know, if he can distract us with our own sinfulness, um, distract us with things that don't um, that actually pr- end up producing death in us. Um, we're not looking to Jesus. You know, it's like I think about, you know, we're looking at ourselves. We're looking at all the things that we're so concerned about. We're looking at all the things we want to satisfy our flesh. You know, we're not looking at Jesus. We're not seeing Him. And um, in fact, to reverse that <laughs> yeah. is look to Jesus, <laughs> yeah. and all those other things go away. You know, it's like. It's like you can't look at two things. It's not like I'm going to look at Jesus with sin in my peripheral. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that doesn't work. It's it's having a a single focus in your hearts and um, being pure in heart. Yeah, I mean, I just think the purity and, and the wholeness and just the idea there. I mean, there's so many verses that says like unite my heart, yeah. you know, search and know my heart and find if there's anything any traitor within. Basically, it's like search God, me and know me. Yeah, why? We say it, we read it, and we, we look at it, and we say, yeah, that's so cool. That's that's going up on my computer screen, or that's going up on my refrigerator. So every day when I grab the Mountain Dew out of there for lunch, I'll see that, and I'll be like, yeah, God, search me and know my heart. But don't go that way. <laughs> you know, Don't go where I've strategically placed my stacks of emptied Mountain Dew cans in my heart so that you don't see what's behind them. Right. You know, there's, there's so much within us that is contrary to us and it's it doesn't want us to succeed and that's the that's the flesh that's the sinful nature that unfortunately we're gonna have until the day we die but god is saying you know what what that nature does to us is you're sinning turn away from god because god is going to be disgusted by that 
when Brent said earlier, you're actually better turning towards God. And, you know, like you said, the reverse is when you see God, when you strive to see God for who he really is, you will be purified by the, the holiness that is witnessed there. That was Stars Are Singing by Whoa. Mainstay. And this isn't superstars star singing. I'm, singing. <laughs> I'm in a store and I'm singing. You just change it to I'm in a star and I'm singing. Um, we want to thank you again for tuning in. We have another hour of great music and the truth of God's word in our Beatitude series. We thank you for tuning in for the sixth installment. We're going to pause for a station identification. We want to again thank you for tuning in to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that was Relying K up and up. Before that, you heard Cutlass, Hearts of the Innocent. And this is our unbelievable segment for the evening. And, um, you know, in the spirit of, you know, being shameful and transgressing and all those fun things. Um, a classic example of when you feel all those things is when you've gotten pulled over by a police officer in your car and, uh, you know, he's got you pulled over, the lights are going and basically telling every other person on the road, hey, look at that guy who just got pulled over. <laughs> That's and, shame. You know, I, I drive by those people who got pulled over and go, yeah, serves them right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they should. They they probably deserved it too. Yeah. <laughs> and then when it's me, I'm like, I got a raw deal. I know. What's up? It's like, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I can definitely confess I've been pulled over a couple times. Yeah, me too. Never, uh, never legitimately. Someone had a someone had it out for me. I, I I'm convinced. Jeff, uh, the victim. <clears throat> it's true. I, uh, you know, a little bit of speeding action. You know. Never anything that that I got too uh, too much in trouble for. Usually got off with a warning or got one ticket once when I was in the car with my wife. It wasn't like I was being a reckless teenager or anything like that. It was always in weird circumstances when I got pulled over. It was like on a Sunday afternoon, we were driving up to my in-laws' house. I'm just driving, and the guy stands out in the middle of the road with a giant stop sign in front of us. What? We're like, what is happening? We're like, oh, there must be something wrong. So we pull over, and the guy's like, pulling you over for speeding. Pull over here. I was like, what? That was the fastest guy ever. How did he get in front of us to put up a stop sign? But it turns out they had one of those little traps. Yeah, speed traps. Oh, do you ever drive over one of those? I think and those you, should be illegal. It's just instantly, oh, you have the instant, yeah, like, drop of your stone. You All of you know. people that like roller coasters, it's doom. you don't need one. <laughs> just drive over one of those things. You'll get that same G-force feeling in your stomach. <laughs> Because you're like, oh, oh so and then you're looking left and right. And, uh. There was one time when I was, I got lost in the neighborhood and I didn't know what the speed limit was. And I'm like kind of just driving around. I was like late for work because there was a detour and all this business. And I saw, I saw the speed limit sign and then I looked to my left and there was a cop sitting on one side street and I just oh. pulled over immediately. <laughs> like I just knew. knew, I just knew. <laughs> and I was like, I did it. And that guy actually, he, he let me off because I was See? honest with past ones that I've had and because I was pulling over. You're trying to stay pure in heart. I guess so. That's what it was. Yeah, what stories do you got, Brent? I'm confessing here. I know. Well, the funniest time I got pulled over was um, I was I swerved to miss a pothole, and just so happened that a police officer was going the other direction, the other side of the street, and he pulled me over because he said he, I scared him. <laughs> He's like, you, you scared the, the living daylights out of me. <laughs> He's like, so watch, watch how you're driving. I was like, I was trying to hit a pothole. Maybe you should suggest getting the roads fixed or something. No, I wasn't that smart. I said, yes, sir. I'll be good. 
new music from Day of Fire. This song was called Lately. Yeah, I just said that right before we came out of that song. Yeah, I, I just was like, copied oh, yeah, this you. This is new music. We should tell people it's new music, Brent. He was like, I will tell people it's new music. And then, and then I told them that it was new did. music. Um, man, we're all about the good music here on the Altar Life. And the next song we're going to play for you is actually a special request. And um, we're really thankful. It's taken us quite a long time to get this song onto the show, and we apologize. But we'd like to thank Sam Davis for sending the email and the request a long time ago. Yeah, but months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of months. Yeah. But we promise that we will do a better job going forward. We don't, we're not used to getting requests. And uh, so when we do, we're like, oh, we got to get this in the show. And then we kind of forget. So the more requests we get, the more regular it'll become for us to just squeeze it into yeah, the next show. True. So we encourage you all to request a song, and we'll shout out for you and say, hey, thank you for helping us put together our own version of The Altar Life. So Sam Davis, this is for you. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was the second half of a Sanctus Real double play. That song was called Black Hole. And um, Black Coal. That's what I meant. Not Black say. Hole. That's what I said. It just didn't <laughs> come out my mouth exactly right. Yeah. Um, anyway, Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And, um, you know, we've been saying, you know, wouldn't it be awesome to just have just pure God just in our eyes, you know? Um, you know, I think some of the things just growing up in the church and having human parents and human pastors and, you know, just being human myself, you know, I've had a slant of, it seems like as I get older in the faith, um, I start really seeing more and more who God really is and who I thought he really was isn't as true as I thought he really, as he really is. And um, it seems as if as I grow closer to the Lord um, and as I realize how human I am, um, I'm also realizing how much more God, um, I'm seeing God more clearly for who he really is. And, um, you know, there's a relationship between the closer I am with God and the, the clarity in which I can see him. Um, obviously, you know, just like in, in, in Earth, you know, the, it's really hard to see something really far away, but if you drive closer or as you walk closer to it, you can see it better. Yeah. Uh, it's the same It's the same concept. And, um, you know, I, I think some of the challenge for us tonight is, is to think about the things in our lives that might be clouding our vision of who God really is. You know, what are those things in our lives that we can look at and go, you know what, if this wasn't in the way, if this was a cataract in my eye right now, <laughs> I'd be able to see um, Jesus more clearly and, and ask the Lord to take those things away. And and ultimately, it's just turning our vision, you know, and stop looking at those things and start looking at Jesus. Yeah, the there are so many times when people in the Bible encounter God and they, like Brent said, they look away. And I love the, the way you described it. As, you know, we realize how human we are and how we can have this intimate relationship. Sometimes we make we put God on this, like, buddy scale, and he's, like, our, our, our instant message friend or, you know, he's our Facebook friend or whatever. When it's, like, when really, when you look at God and see him for who he really is, it's a purifying, it's a sobering thing. And that's what we're trying to get across tonight. There's a 90s flashback by Petra. Think on these things. It's taken from uh, Philippians chapter 4 when it says, whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is right, those are the things we should be thinking about and meditating on. And that's how we get a pure heart. If, if you know, out of the abundance of the heart, you know, that's what, that's what defiles a man. It says not what goes into a man that defiles a man. It's what comes out of his heart. That's what 
you know, the defiled, the des- desperately wicked, all these things. Why, you know, why we think that we are overall we're good people. You know, that's a common misconception. We're like, oh, well, we're all we're all good. You know, for the most part, no, we're really bad. And that's why we need to purify our hearts. And how do we do that? We look through the scripture. We ask God to come and um, we, we seek God in his word. And it says when we seek him with all of our heart, we will find him. And by doing so, our hearts will be purified. And we'll ask God, like the psalmist, you know, create in me a clean heart. Search my heart and know if there, find out if there's anything in me that is contrary to you so that I can have a united heart. There's so many verses in the Bible that can speak to us in those ways. And, um, you know, when I was reading Blessed Are the Pure in Heart and thinking about just the fact that sometimes our hearts are so divided, you know, and we try to compartmentalize things and say, well, you know, here's my God area over here and, like, here's my, you know, what I do Friday nights over here. And, you know, we try to, like, have these little regions in our heart where, you know, we, we can separate God and everything else. So that, you know, we can live how we want, you know, and we can get away with whatever we want to get away with. And, um, you know, that's not what's going to bring happiness. You know, Jesus is clearly saying here in the Beatitudes that blessed or happier are the folks who are pure in heart. You know, their heart's not divided. There's, you know, when you when you have gold and you want to, you want pure gold, you don't want gold mixed in with a little bit of, you know, stuff, dirt and impurity. You don't want that because it's not worth as much. You know, the pure heart, the pure gold is what's really worth. You know, the pure diamond is what's costly, you know, what's more valuable. And, um, you know, as we as we think about our own hearts, we say, Lord, I want that purity. I want one thing that's important is you. Um, and as we have that, sim- you know, I don't know what the word is, not plural, but the opposite, <laughs> um, that one track heart, <laughs> as we have that, we can see you know, Jesus rewards rewards us with being able to see himself, you know, and he gives us more of himself and and even more and even more and even more. And I think heaven is going to be a place where, you know, sin is gone and we just experience more and more of Jesus, the reality of who Jesus is eternally, forever. And that's just an awesome thing to think about. Yeah, I mean, it blows my mind to think about it, that God will say, hey, you sought me. You've, you've purified yourself, you've come into my presence, and I'm going to show you more and more of who I am. I mean, I, I've experienced that, and I want to continue to experience that. Hopefully you do as well. That was You and I by Shane and Shane, and it's just a great song about how filthy we are, but God has sees us as clean because of the blood of Jesus. And, and the last song we have for, for you tonight is a similar song. It's called I'm Clean by Chris Sly. And the only way that we can really feel clean is to come to God, to confess our sins. He'll cleanse us. He'll, he'll cleanse us from all the impurity so that we can then be pure and see God for who he really is. So let's do that. Let's let's open up our hearts to God's scrutiny, God's scalpel, and um, he will do a divine surgery, and he'll allow us to see him for who he really is. Until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The purity of heart that God looks for is that purity of heart that is honest about its own condition. Maybe you're sitting here this evening and you've been wrestling with something and you're thinking, God doesn't love me. As God looks down from heaven, He wishes, whoever you are this evening, that every man and every woman on earth was tear-filled this evening 
the way you are about your spiritual condition. You see, that is what pleases him. Because those are the children, it's the condition of the recipients of the kingdom. God wishes as he looks down from heaven that every human on this planet was brokenhearted about their relationship with him, desiring to please him, desiring to be all that they should be. And now as we long for his presence and we long to please him, and we lift our hearts to him honestly and say, Lord, I just desperately need your work. I need your forgiveness. I need your faithfulness. I need your love. Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God.